FBG Mania, a video game music podcast for February 9th, 2021, is presented by leveldowngames.com. Listening to Mission One from Double Dragon, released April 1987, composed by Kazunaka Yamani. to another episode of BG Mania, a video game music and discussion podcast brought to you by leveldowngames.com. I'm Brian, and if you're new around here, what we'd like to do on the show is challenge ourselves to never play the same track more than once, except for special occasion episodes. Each and every week, myself and a special guest will sit down and chat about a particular topic, theme, game, or composer, while listening to some really excellent music, sometimes even multiple times per week. Do us a quick favor if you don't mind, head on over to Apple Podcasts or wherever listening to us and leave that five-star rating into review so we continue to climb those charts in terms of search results. Today on BG Mania, we're going back to a theme we haven't pulled out of the hat since episode 141, which was last March, when we took an extensive look at a collection of music from the company Sunsoft. We'll be doing something similar today. Except this time, we're focusing on a company that has published significantly fewer games than Sunsoft did back in the day. We're going to be discussing Trade West. Unlike Sunsoft, which technically still exists as a company, even if they haven't published anything noteworthy since the late 90s or early 2000s, Trade West dissolved in 1994, and there isn't a ton of information readily accessible about their history. All of the major websites have the exact same information and wording, so it's likely either copy-pasted from whichever place originally produced the information, or more plausible since all the pages are in some way tied to a wiki, they just were all edited in by people in the know. Either way, the information is pretty much all we have to go off of for this week's episode, outside of the individual track discussions. We can't exactly credit the author since that's particularly unknown, but we'll put a link to the nintendo.fandom.com website where the information was pulled from in the show notes. So we'll dive into that here shortly. But before we do, let's kick to our first block of three tracks on the episode this week, which all just happen to be title themes, and when we get back, we'll learn a little bit about Trade West and briefly discuss what we just heard.
You're listening to Title Screen from Magic Johnson's Fast Break, released in 1988, composed by Tim Fallon. listening to title theme from Shake, Rattle, and Roll, released in 1993, composed by David Wise. Mm-hmm. 
you're listening to title music from Plock, released September 1993, composed by Tim and Jeff Fallen. Best known for being the publisher behind Battletoads and Double Dragon, Trade West thrived during gaming's early days, publishing and even developing several titles throughout the 1980s and early 1990s. The company was based out of Corsicana, Texas, and was founded in 1985 by Leyland Cook, a Texas banker and rancher, and his son, Byron Cook. Trade West started out by manufacturing SNK's Alpha Mission arcade game here in the States, followed up by Akari Warriors and Victory Road. After spending a few years working in the arcade business, Leyland and Byron Cook decided to shift away from that market and began concentrating on home consoles. In 1987, Trade West purchased Cinematronics, the Elkajian, California-based studio that previously worked on Dragon's Lair in Space Age, and subsequently renamed it the Leyland Corporation. 
John Rowe was chosen to run the El Cajun office as he already had a successful history in the gaming industry as executive vice president over at SNKUS. By the height of their success in the gaming world, TradeWest was operating three different companies, TradeWest Inc., TradeWest International, and the Leyland Corporation. But as calendars turned from December 1993 to January 1994, things were about to get a little different for TradeWest. We'll continue on with the history of TradeWest here in just a few moments. Going back to what we just listened to, in my opinion, what Tim Fallon did with the soundtrack to Magic Johnson's Fast Break, a freaking random basketball game in 1988 when sports games weren't even all that great. Man, it's just magical. That bass line, those drum kicks, those weird ups and downs he's got going on around like a minute and a half into the track. It's super impressive. And that's not the only thing that we heard from Tim, as we all also featured a track from Plock that he worked on alongside his brother Jeff. We've played a lot of Plock on the show here before, but never the title music. And I actually really like how this just sounds like some good old fashioned rock and roll, thrown in obviously with the harmonica and stuff. Uh, yeah, you know what this actually reminds me of? This this track here. Uh, it, it's actually almost spot on. If you're a fan of The Office, you'll know what I'm talking about. Remember back on the episode where Andy, Kevin, and Daryl are playing the blues in the warehouse during the lunch break, and Kevin keeps calling them Kevin and the Zits. Uh, later on in that episode, remember Robert California crashes the party and invites a bunch of his friends to play as well, which included some recognizable faces and musicians at the time. Uh, the mad drummer Steve Moore, who was super popular in a YouTube video for his crazy drumming style, was brought in. They had guitarist Linda Taylor, Robin Swenson. They took over basically and the song that they begin to play after they did so sounds an awful lot like the title music from Plock. <laughs> and then of course we have the first of several David Wise compositions on the episode today with Shake, Rattle and Roll, which again is just another classic rock and roll tune. But I mentioned we'd be hearing from David Wise often on this episode, and that's because TradeWest worked very closely alongside Rare in the early 90s before they were properly scooped up by Nintendo. So before we keep going, let's actually cut to a block of three tracks, all composed by David Wise. listening to Cyber Zone 1 from Solar Jetman Hunt for the Golden Warship, released October 14th, 1990, composed by David Wise.
are listening to Boss Battle from Battletoads, released June 1st, 1991, composed by David Wise. listening to Game Over from RC Pro-Am 2, released December 11th, 1992, composed by David Wise.
So, in early 1994, Tradewest was unsuccessfully sued by Phillips Corporation and Lockheed Sanders for an alleged patent infringement in the art of an arcade game. After digging through the court documents, and I'm no legal expert or anything of the sort, but Section 22 clearly states reversed and remanded, which meant that the court had found an error in the case and that it was sent back to the same trial judge to re-decide the case. I have no clue what happened after this, but that clearly had an impact on Trade West because in April of 1994, they were acquired by WMS Industries, the parent company of both the Midway and Williams brands. From that, a new company, Williams Entertainment Incorporated, was formed with John Rowe, Leyland Cook, and Byron Cook leading the new company. Two years later, in 1996, another shakeup occurred when Williams Entertainment was transferred over to Midway, who renamed the company Midway Home Entertainment Incorporated. This was actually huge for Midway because they had been relying on third parties to publish their games up to this point. With Midway Home Entertainment now under their umbrella, they could technically self-publish their own titles out of their two remaining locations in Corsicana, Texas and San Diego, California, while also still publishing titles for other companies as well. At this time, though, Leyland Cook would depart the company, but Byron Cook stayed on as president of Midway Home Entertainment, and John Rowe was named vice chairman and director of product development. And this is how things remained for several years, as the studio kept publishing for then-current platforms, the N64 and the PlayStation. In 2001, Byron Cook would resign from Midway, and the following year, Midway's main office in Chicago would officially close the Corsicana location. Seems kind of sad, huh? Keep in mind, we're only playing tracks from games on the episode today that were either published or developed when the company was still actually called Trade West, which is why we only went up to 1994. But how good were those last three tracks from David Wise? Solar Jetman has some really cool things going on, and the eerie background noises are actually persistent throughout the other tracks in the game as well. But with the boss battle music from the original Battletoads, we can really see David Wise's mastery of the NES sound chip. So many of us in our 30s and beyond were introduced to David Wise through his work with Battletoads. And after playing through the most recent one last year, while the soundtrack was freaking rocking and awesome like usual, nothing compares to David. That's for sure. And I actually super dig how melancholy and depressing the game over music from RC Pro-Am 2 is. These games used to actually find themselves in my consoles often, as I used to rent them all the freaking time from the local video stores when I was younger. I used to be way more into racing games than I am now. Okay, we're still not done with David Wise yet on the episode, though we won't have another block exclusively of his stuff. However, this next track, yeah, it's David Wise. Enjoy. You're listening to Stage 1 from Battletoads and Double Dragon, released December 1st, 1993, composed by David Wise.
Hello everybody, it's Kyle from The Media Files. And if you don't know what The Media Files is, what are you even doing? The Media Files is a pop culture review to help you get through those boring water cooler conversations. Every episode, a special guest and I will be talking about something happening in pop culture, whether it's movies, television, music, books, sports, video games, you name it, we'll talk about it. Subscribe to The Media Files on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll see you there. You're listening to Race Results from Super Off-Road the Baja, released September 1993, composed by Chip Burwell.
You are listening to Apartment Stairs from Super Double Dragon, released October 8th, 1992, composed by Kazunaka Yamani. Fast forward 15 years into the future from when Trade West was dissolved initially in 1994. Over in Europe on August 19th, 2009, the former Midway UK and France publishing divisions of Midway revived the Trade West name following a management buyout. Everything was sold to Spice Media Holding UG, which was owned by Martin Spice, the former head of Midway UK. From that, a new German holding company, Trade West Games Holding, was created to manage the French subsidiary Trade West Games SAS, which was founded in 2009, and the two English subsidiaries, Trade West Games Limited, also founded in 2009, and Trade West Digital, which was founded in 2010. 
But surprisingly, in 2013, Trade West Games Holding, along with all of their subsidiaries, just simply vanished. I couldn't even begin to tell you what happened, because I don't know and the information really isn't out there, but this sounds super suspicious. TradeWest.com actually now points to a website for the Salvation Army. I don't know if it ever pointed to a website for Trade West Games Holding or, or anything related to Trade West. I, I couldn't even tell you. Um, but, but yeah, now it points to a website for the Salvation Army, so who knows? But that's pretty much it for the history of Trade West, at least what was initially and readily accessible on the internet. I'm sure there are probably others out there that might know more. And if you do, and if you happen to hear this episode, reach out to me and uh, let me know if there's anything that you know that we didn't go over in the episode, because I think it would be fun to uh, to follow up and maybe see if we can figure out what actually happened in 2013 when they disappeared and, you know, what everybody's up to now. But listening to that block of music there, man, we really had some heavy hitters. The stage one music from Battletoads and Double Dragon is just so freaking good. You can just feel that guitar ripping along the melody and those drums. Man, they're just hitting so hard. Very, very well done. And then, of course, some classic 1980s and synth wavy vibes with the apartment stairs from Super Double Dragon. How good was that solo and just everything about that track? Oh, man, it's it just I, I enjoy that game. I really do. However, the track that stands out to me the most is Race Results from Super Off-Road the Baja. Now, let me tell you why. I know the track itself pales in comparison to the other two, but I have a super soft place in my heart for this one. I've told the story many times on BG Mania about my dad and I playing the original Super Off-Road on the SNES and how a large portion of my gaming memories with him before he passed away in 94 deal with that game in Super Mario Kart and I guess Super Mario World to an extent. I may have even told this story before on the show, so who knows? I, I, I don't really remember if I have or not. But one day, I came home from school after Super Off-Road the Baja had released, and while I was at school, he and my mom had went down to a local place, and I don't remember the name of it. it I remember the city it was in, I, I remember where it was located, but I could not, it may have just been video store, I don't know the name of it. <laughs> but it was a local place that took used games at the time, and uh, they actually sold our original copy of Super Off-Road to be able to afford to pick this uh, the sequel up right away. And, you know, as a kid, you know, in, in this was probably what? So this game released in 93, September of 93. My dad passed away in May of 94. So this was probably October, I would say, October or November of 93 that, uh, that they had done this. So not right away when the game came out, but a month or so after that. And, you know, as a kid, I wasn't even eight years old yet. I turned eight in 94. So I was seven years old when they had done this in, in the fall of 93. You don't really grasp like what's going on or or even like the extent of the situation as, as a 35 year old adult at this point, you know, which is not much like it's not far away from where my dad was at the time in the fall of 93 he was 37 years old because he was 38 when he passed away in may of 94 and turned uh 38 in january he was, his birthday was 10 days before mine so he would have turned 38 on january 14th of 94 uh, so yeah 37 literally two years away from where i'm at now that's mind-blowing to think of like that's actually scary 
to 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 me. That actually terrifies me. But anyway, moving on. I don't want to get sappy here. I, I was pumped and excited at the time. But looking back, I wish I still had that original copy instead of, you know, one that I picked up several years later, strictly for the memories. Um, yeah, you, you don't get like, you know, you kids never understand some of the sacrifices and some of the cuts and some of the just, I don't know, man, troubles that parents go through. It, it's it's rough. But let's move on to another block of three tracks and then I'll be back to get the show closed after that. listening to Shadow Dojo Interior from Double Dragon 5, The Shadow Falls, released August 1st, 1994, composed by Robert Atessel. listening to Current Status from Troy Aikman NFL Football, released August 1994, composed by Robert Atessel.
you're listening to Ragnarok Canyon from Battletoads and Battle Maniacs, released June 1993, composed by David Wise.
little double dose of Robert Atessel there at the beginning. How funky and groovy was the Shadow Dojo interior track from Double Dragon 5? We've played a few other tracks from this game on the show before, but I honestly think this one might be my favorite one now. And then with Troy Aikman NFL Football, again, another random freaking sports game at a time when sports games were just kind of plopped out without a care. This particular piece of music stands out for being surprisingly catchy. And it has a celebratory feel to it, which is something that you probably wanted in a sports game, especially back then when there were limited amounts of space available for the soundtrack and stuff like that. But of course, one of my absolute favorite tracks we're highlighting on the episode today is another David Wise composition with Ragnarok Canyon from Battletoads and Battle Maniacs. This one is one of my favorite Battletoads games, and I think the soundtrack is actually one of the better ones to exist on the SNES. It just rocks so hard for being on the Super Nintendo. It's, it's honestly quite unbelievable. But that's about it. Reach out to me and let me know what you thought of the episode today. We've not really had many... I don't know, quote unquote, studio focuses or deep dives into particular companies. Like I said, we did it back in March with Sunsoft. But before that, we have to go all the way back to episode 89 when we talked about Data East and then episode 61 when we talked about Natsume. So this is now our, what, fourth that we've done. So it's not something that we do often. But let me know if this is something that you guys actually enjoyed, because I know this episode was done kind of different than the way we've done things in the past. But I enjoyed this presentation. Hopefully all of you did, too. That is unfortunately going to bring us to the close of the show for this week. However, we want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of BG Mania made possible, of course, by leveldowngames.com. Don't forget to submit tracks, ideas, and requests for future episodes to bgmania at leveldowngames.com. Regardless of the podcast service you're listening through, be sure to show your support by leaving a rating and a review, especially if you're listening through Apple Podcasts. We'd also be grateful if you could drop on over to our YouTube channel. That's youtube.com forward slash leveldowngames and subscribe to us there. And if you haven't already, while you're at it, hit up twitch.tv forward slash leveldowngames and click that follow button. Stalking us on social media is perfectly acceptable. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook would be the place to do so. Check that description box for the appropriate links. And of course, in that description box, you will find a link to our Discord server. Click it, join it, and interact with us. Taking us out of this episode, we're going to be taking a listen to the title screen from Championship Pro-Am, released in 1992, composed by David Wise. Keep the music playing and keep it loud.